Oh, that keytar wants me to bust out my Duran Duran albums. <laughs> well, welcome, uh, welcome to the funnest weekend ever, guys. We like to do this uh, about this time every year because um, we think of um, our time here at Grace kind of in seasons, and so there's a ministry season that we tend to think of, and it runs basically the weekend after Labor Day through uh, June, and then the summer is just a whole new world, right? Same for, for you with school out. You're able to do different things and connect different ways as a family, us too. Uh, we do camps and all that kind of stuff in the summertime. But this is the time of year that we really launch off all the ministries of Grace Church and uh, want you to know about that. That's what all the booths are for, why we're going to uh, dismiss early here uh, <clears throat> this weekend so you can get out and kind of check out everything that's going on and get free food, apparently. It's a big motivator. And we also are launching off some new things, and I really want to get those in front of you, let you know what they are, and then I want to talk to you about how we can all tie into that and be a part of it. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to look back just in this calendar year in 2014. It's, it's amazing. God gives us so many opportunities as a, as a church family to be involved with things that it, it sometimes is like drinking from a fire hose. It just flies by so much. And things that just happened a few months ago, uh, sometimes it feels like they happened years ago. But when you, I just kind of made a, a quick list of some things. So for instance, so far this year, we've done eye care already. Uh, we did that in the wintertime, 15,000 people a day we were praying for. Uh, it was a, awesome, loved it. We started our Moody program. It's only a year old. So uh, Moody is a undergrad degree uh, that you can get here at Grace Church. You can get a fully accredited uh, undergrad degree in Bible in three years for about $36,000 while being trained in ministry. Unbelievable opportunity uh, for those that feel like they would like to go to college or even if you just wanna grab some classes and get some more training. So that was a big dream. Just launched it last year. This is our second year going into it. They got a booth out there if you want to, uh, to check that out. Um, we started the discipleship wing this, this year, so uh, about a year and a half ago-ish, uh, we did the Big Little Project, and we're starting to throw the dirt around on the discipleship wing, which is a lot of fun. That's the big mud hole next door here, and uh, watching that start to take shape and grow. Um, it's fascinating. In, in my seat uh, as a lead pastor of the church, I see all of our campuses. It's kind of my responsibility. So I think of things like the Medina campus that is not quite to two years yet. I mean, it's just incredible how fast God has moved there, how quickly it's grown. Uh, we know that it takes about five, three to five years to get a campus rooted, and they've just exploded out there, doing awesome. Their building is going to be done here in the next few months. The Norton campus, another part of our church family, is just thriving. They're going crazy down there, which is a blast. And then they're going to take the lead on launching our Barberton campus, which will launch in 2015. I'll tell you more about that as we get rolling here this fall. Just super excited about what God is doing there. Um, I look at things here at the Bath campus. Uh, our inroads into the community are strong and growing stronger. So we have like uh, 600 folks participate in the Grace Race as an example at Memorial Day of just connecting with people here. Um, this summer, when we kind of break out of our normal cycles and do lots of special things. So this, listen to the crazy numbers. So like uh, we had 12, over 1,200 children participate in camps and programs this summer, 200 teenagers in life groups, hundreds of teenagers on mission trips, camps, conferences, just like all over the place. It's fun to see 
the passions and the values of grace actually working, you know, and taking root, and it translates into the lives of, uh, of people. Um, our young adult ministry, New Perspective, is just growing like crazy. You may or may even not remember that we really retooled the whole thing last year in a major way. We invented like a new way to do young adult ministry, really didn't know what was going to happen with it. It is thriving. Their small groups are blowing up. They're out of space. They need to create new ones, which is awesome. They're growing numerically. The leadership structure is working in great, great ways. So it's just, it's so much fun. These are things that you work hard at, you dream about. Uh, they're things that kind of unsettle us as a church family because we've got to think in different paradigms and that kind of stuff. And to see all that settle down and really start to take root and really translate into people's lives being affected for Jesus. In the midst of all this, hundreds of folks have accepted Christ as their Savior through the process, and we're in September. And so it's just a blast to, think, to look back and, and see how God is, is working. It also then, of course, motivates us. It makes us excited to look ahead. And that, that's really where we're going to kind of land here this weekend is we're just looking into the fall and saying, man, God has opened up incredible opportunities for us, some really, really exciting things that uh, you can be a part of, we can be a part of, uh, kind of things we've dreamt about and worked at that are becoming realities. And those are all kind of hitting the ground here uh, this weekend. So for instance, one of our big uh, passions was to get a sports ministry going here at Grace. Dreamt about it for years, kept paving over our fields because <laughs> we kept growing. So when we were able to purchase the extension, uh, we were able to isolate it a little bit so we'd have the space there. And uh, we're excited to do that. We went and found Pastor Donnie Varney. So Donnie and his wife Becky and their kids are here. This is a picture of them. If you haven't met Donnie yet, he just showed up in July. So I bet you a bunch of you haven't even met him yet. And Donnie is uh, in from Wisconsin. They're settled down. And he's starting to connect. All of you who volunteer to work with sports, starting to connect with Donnie. And we'll launch Upward Basketball for the children this winter. And then as Donnie's here and kind of get things organized, we'll see that sports ministry evolve and take more and more root. And so we're super excited about that. Something we dreamt about for years, it's becoming a reality and you can be involved with it this, this fall. Uh, it's tangible at those levels. Uh, something else we've dreamt about for years is sending out missionaries and that's something that we've done uh, this year. We have two families that are on their way to Chad, Africa. So back to the Big Little Project, you kind of, you, you, not kind of, you help to finance all this, cost money to send missionaries, so you gave to it. So we have Craig and Jackie Palmer. Uh, they're the couple that's on the right there. They're actually in France now, uh, going through language school, getting ready to land in Chad, Africa. And then the Syntex are next in line. They're about a year behind. Uh, their support is uh, almost all raised. They've been commissioned and we're ready to let them roll too. So just, that's just a ton of fun, you know, to dream about things, to work towards something. We've had to sacrifice together to make that become a reality, to, to look at families within Grace Church who have raised their hand and said, I'll, I'll uproot my life, I'll move to Central Africa uh, to be a part of uh, planting churches and spreading the gospel there. And uh, it's all becoming a reality. And so that stuff is like happening right now. And it becomes more and more tangible this fall and ways that you can be involved with it and tie into, and uh, it's, it's a blast. There's a couple of things that we're going to open up this fall that I, I really want to take the time and, like, and uh, talk through with you here this weekend. 
uh, because they're going to affect us in big ways and they're probably going to affect you personally uh, in, in different ways. They're very positive things. I'm excited about it. But I wanted, wanted to really take this weekend and make sure we push into the details a little bit about it and made sure that you, you knew about it. So one of the big, big things that we're going to launch this fall, we've been working on, uh, we've got leaders that are trained and we're kind of ready to launch, is something that we call connect groups. Connect groups. And connect groups are a new way for us to connect with each other and a new way for you to tie in, kind of come out of the just attending services if that's what you're doing. If you're not in a life group and tie into a connect group. And so let me show you this video and I'll explain it a little bit and then we'll talk it through some. Let's watch this together. So connect groups are something that we're launching this weekend. So you can, uh, you notice in your program, you've got this insert, grab that, pull that out, look at it. Some connect groups that are launching right now. There's a booth out in the uh, in, outside that you can connect with too. And we encourage you, highly encourage you to be a part of that. Now, when you think about connect groups, there's a few things you just need to, to know about them. Uh, one is that they are short-term groups. So these are not life groups, okay? These are short-term groups. So one of the things that we know is a little bit intimidating about a life group is you might say, oh, I'm gonna join that and I'm like, I'm making a permanent commitment, so to say, that I'm gonna be tied in and really connect with those folks. We realize that there's probably a shorter step that a lot of us need to take because we've never been a part of a group before. That's something that we don't always naturally do. So the connect groups are short-term. They last for six, seven weeks. Think about like a basketball season, softball season kind of thing. Six, seven weeks, you can go into them. One of the other things that's unique about them is everybody's going into them at once. So when you go to a connect group for the first time, uh, when it starts, everybody came that week that it started for the first time. So you're not breaking in. You're not feeling like you kind of have to elbow your way in a little bit, but everybody's going to be there in, a, in, in that new group and you're all going to have a common interest together. So if you look at this, this uh, list, you'll see that these groups are built around your interest. So look at the sports groups. There's a hiking group, running group, basketball group, uh, self-defense for women, 40 days of fitness. So if you're looking and saying, yeah, I, I actually wanted to do the hiking spree at the Metro Parks this fall. I think that'd be fun for me and the kids to do. We would say, right, just connect. Connect, it'd be a great way for your kids to meet each other. It'd be a great way for you to tie in and connect with some other families at, at Grace. Do that, and when the leaves are down and the hiking's over, you're done. You don't have to hike in sub-zero temperatures, right? It's, it's not a spiritual commitment. It's just a connection that you're looking to make. Or I want to play basketball. I think that'd be fun. Well, basketball season lasts for a few weeks, right? So just connect, tie into a team, you're playing ball together. If you like the guys, great. You form a friendship. Maybe you guys go and join a life group together and you make it more of a permanent thing. If you don't like them and you never want to see them again, it's over and you can be out of it, right? So it's kind of flexible that way. And we wanted to use this as kind of a, a first step for you to tie into those things. You see the family groups and these are things, moms matters and parenting teens and blended families. Marriage groups should be a part of that. Care groups, surrendering to the secret, dealing with grief, etc. Interest groups, they're all there, and it's an it's a, it's a easier step for you to tie into. So we really want you to do this. I really encourage you guys, if you've just been coming on the weekend, or if you used to be in a life group, and your life group transitioned, and you've been out of one forever, take advantage of these things. Tie into it. Get to know people. 
coming, being a part of a church isn't just showing up on the weekend. That, that's a first step. It's a step that God tells us to take, and so it's a great first step. But really where we need to be is I need to be sharing my life with someone and allowing them to share their life with me. That's the idea of biblical community. So Connect Group lets you tiptoe into that a little bit. And there's all kinds of different ones. Like I said, you can use this as a sign up, put your name, and we'll help you with it. Go to the website, graceohio.org. You can do it there. Go out to the booth if you want to talk to folks more about it. But take advantage of that. I think this is going to be a great new tool for us to connect. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Like I said, you guys can get into a a permanent community through life groups or float in and out until you make that relational connection, okay? So that's exciting. And we're launching that off this fall. Brand new thing, a brand new opportunity for you. And I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome tool for you. Now, one of the other things, or the major other thing that we're launching this fall is the extension of the Bath Campus. And so we've been talking about this for uh, almost a couple of years now, all the way back to the Big Little Project, uh, when the extension building came for sale, we needed to raise the money to go purchase that. We're going to renovate it. It's being renovated. And we're going to launch services and sports ministries there this fall. In fact, we're going to be doing that here in just about six weeks or so. So we thought it'd be good if, uh, for you to be able to see the building. It's been under construction this whole time. We're getting ready to wrap it up. It'll be ready for us uh, to launch ministries in. So uh, Ezra and I jumped in the car, drove over there the other day. Let me walk you around it via video, and then I'll tell you more about how the extension is going to work. Let's watch this. So we're very excited about the extension, and that's been a a long process. It takes a long time to get a building ready, but we're excited that it's just about there. And uh, several things are going to play out there at the extension. So right now at Grace Church, we have four services on the weekend, right? Two uh, on Saturday evenings for people who love Jesus the most, which you're a part of. God is going to bless you for that. In fact, when you leave here, I think God will give everyone a new car. And so just look for that. And, uh, and then two for Sunday morning for people who don't love Jesus, they just need Jesus, right? And so what we're going to do with the extension is we're going to start two more on Sunday morning. And it's a way that we're able to relieve kind of that space. We're going to offset those services. So on Sunday morning, right now we start at 9 and 1045. At the extension, we'll start at 9.30, so it'll be 9, 9.30, 10.45, 11.15, right? So the, the cool thing about that is if you were going to church on Sunday morning, you were running late, you could just pop over to the extension and catch services there. We feel like it's going to save marriages and keep families together. So we're, uh, we're excited about that, okay? So it, it's going to function as just another venue of the Bath Campus. It is not a campus. It's an extension of the Bath Campus. So just like we would have services on Saturday night, we have them on Gent Road Sunday morning, we have them at the extension on Sunday morning, and it allows us to continue to make seats and connect with folks and bring the gospel to them, and that keeps us out of having the the massive building program. Uh, The other thing that's really, really cool there is it will mirror everything that's here. So our bands will be there, the children's ministry, the student ministries. We're not breaking up or, or, or moving uh, the congregation around. So your life group is going to stay your life group. The kids are going to stay in the youth ministry. None of that's going to shift at all. 
It's just that the people who go to the extension are going to sit in a different place, just like you guys do. You're the perfect example of it. Instead of sitting at Grace Church on Sunday morning, you're gonna, you would sit at Grace Church on Sunday night. You sit at Grace Church at the extension on Sunday morning as well, so we're excited about that. And then the last element of it is we're finally going to be able to launch sports ministries. And so very excited about that. That's why Pastor Donnie's here. And we're excited about developing that, uh, using the fields. And of course, all that's going to have to evolve a little bit. We're going to give Donnie more than four weeks on staff to get everything lined up, right? But over the next couple of years, as, as he's here and builds a team, we'll roll those ministries out more and more. And we feel like that's going to be a phenomenal uh, connection point with our community. And that facility, we're, we're going to make sure that it's only used on Sunday morning for services so that it stays free to be used for sports ministries the other six days of the week. So we're really excited about that. Guys, thanks again. This is Big Little Project, all the way back to the Big Little Project. It's your giving and your sacrifice that's making that happen. Um, when uh, that's going to open here in about six weeks, in about a year and a half, as you continue to keep your fulfillment uh, of your commitments to the Big Little Project, that whole thing will be paid off, and so will the discipleship wing. So we, we didn't, we're not slamming a bunch of debt onto the church. We're going to, we arrange everything so that it'll be paid off free and clear, but it's fun to see those dollars actually turn into ministry. So it's going to start showing up in the lives of people same thing as we send missionaries that shows up in the lives of people. And that's really why we, we multiply in that way. We want to make grace smaller as we get bigger. Uh, we don't have an interest really in building a multi-thousand seat auditorium. I don't want that for you, frankly. I, I want you to be able to uh, come to your church connect with your church, connect with each other, have access to your pastors and your elders and your life group leaders. And that's why we're so committed to the multiple service, even multiple venue format, because uh, I don't want the, the people factory, the file them in, file them out. Not critical of that. It works. Lots of very good churches function that way, but it's not, it's not Grace's dream. It's not what we want. And so the extension allows us to do that. It allows us to keep reaching people, but breaking the services down so that we can connect with each other as, uh, as we go about serving the Lord in those ways. So that's going to happen. And uh, we want you to keep praying and thinking about your involvement with it. We're very excited about the launch team. They've worked incredibly hard, keep working hard uh, to make that go. And we're excited that that's going to, uh, that's going to become a normal part of the functioning of Grace Church here in just uh, six or seven weeks or so, all right? So connect groups, huge. Want you to look into those, be a part of it, check them out, take advantage of that. The extension is huge, and those are, those are big paradigm shifts for Grace Church, and that's gonna show up in your life in a very personal way, but I believe a very positive way, and I'm excited that, uh, that we can implement those things this fall. Whenever we talk about these things and we talk about kind of Grace Church corporately and we talk about a big new program or a new building or new location, those kind of things, and you can see, you know, the discipleship wings going up. In fact, there's like diagrams of it out there now on banners if you want to see what it's going to look like. Whenever we see that kind of activity, I think it's incredibly important that we remind ourselves why we do this stuff. 
there, there is a DNA of Grace Church that is incredibly important to know about and to remember. So for those of us who've been around here a long time, I think it's important we go back and we remind ourselves of why we do these things. Uh, for many of us who are newer to Grace, I think it's very important that you kind of are always up to speed on why we would make the decisions that we, we would make. And at the, at the heart of everything that we do together as a, as a church is, is this idea that grace is designed to be a movement more than it's designed to be a local church. Um, if, if you could grab the video of our very first weekend as a church, grace will be 15 years old in January. That's how old we are. And if you could get the 15-year-old video of the very first week, you would see me talking and, and uh, there'd be about 70 or 80 people out in what is the cafe now. And uh, it, we all look different, right? I didn't have all this gray hair. I didn't have these deep circles under my eyes. You had not shortened my lifespan yet. And I had a sweater vest on. <laughs> and by the way, I pulled it off. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, but you, you would hear me saying out the gate, and you would, those folks who were with us at the very beginning knew out the gate, that we felt called to start a movement of churches. Uh, the idea was never just that we would have a, a healthy, thriving local church. Our, the idea has always been that we would start a movement of healthy, thriving local churches. To that end, that is in our DNA. So to that end, when we make a decision, we're always going to make a multiplication decision over a growth decision, always. That's why we start new campuses. So when Grace thinks about growing, what we're actually talking about is multiplying. We wouldn't look and say, how can we get thousands and thousands of people to keep coming here to Gent Road? We would look and say, there are thousands and thousands of people coming to Gent Road. How can we get a bunch of them to go to Medina? How can we get a bunch of them to go down to Norton? How can we get a bunch of them to, to go over to Barberton? And when given the opportunity, when we run out of space here on Gent Road, it, it, it would not make sense to us to think, well, let's just build a bigger auditorium. There is nothing wrong with that. I, please don't ever hear me being critical of another church. I don't mean it that way at all. Just for us, that wouldn't be a logical decision we would look and say, well, how can we multiply? Is there an opportunity where we can take the church to the community instead of bringing the community to the church? And is there, is there an opportunity where we can help the gospel be more clear and accessible somewhere else? So when given the choice, we'll always multiply. And you see that with our campuses. You see that with the new campus that will launch in 2015 in Barberton. When we talk about Cuyahoga Falls, or we talk about Ridgefield, or we talk about other places we may have campuses one day, that's just us being who we're designed to be, that we want to multiply, multiply. We're not trying to get everybody to come here, Jeff. We're not trying to get everybody to come here, our bands. We want to take the gospel out, and we're going to do that hard. It's actually a, a more difficult task. But we see that when that gospel gets rooted in that community, it blossoms on its own and it affects people's lives in more of a, of a personal way. So as we get bigger, we're always trying to get smaller. And the, the extension is an example of that, where it's an opportunity for us to, to connect with people and reach, with, reach them in that way. Now to that, that end, with that mindset, it's very important that when, when we think about multiplying it's very important that you see yourself 
as a part of that vision and mission. It's very, very important that you don't look and say, yeah, I hope Jeff pulls that off. Because Jeff can't pull anything else off. Jeff is done, right? He is fried. I'm probably not going to make it out of my 40s anyways, right? I'm tired. So I can't do it. Ezra can't do it. The life It's not something that we're going to look and say, you do what you want to do and we'll support you. That's not the mindset of the church. It's not Jesus' mindset of the church. Jesus' mindset is we are the church. I'm not the church. I'm just the pastor. I'm, I'm one of the elders of the church. We are the body of Christ is, is the description God uses in the Bible. The other description he uses is the family of God. We own a vision. We have a mission. God works through us. He doesn't just work through me. He works through us to do what he wants to accomplish in this area. And to that, what he does in order to accomplish his vision and his mission, the Bible says he, Christ, not Jeff, he draws us together. He has caused Grace Church to be Grace Church. And as he causes us to be what we are, he entrusts us with his vision and his mission. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Grab your Bibles if you got them and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is kind of the classic passage on the body. And this is God, he uses this analogy in the scripture. He says that the church is like a body. It has multiple parts. Every part kind of functions in its way and it causes that body to be healthy. But I don't wanna look at the analogy so much as I wanna look at the motivation of why God gathers us together. So look at verse 18. It's page 799 in those Bibles that are in the chairs. And if you're electronic, we use the version app. Verse 18, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body, he elaborates on that, and then go down to verse 24, halfway through it, but God has put the body together. Another translation I put in your notes, the New Living Translation says this, but in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a necessary part of it. Grace Church is not about good leadership. Grace Church is about a unified vision and a unified mission. And so when you come to Grace, if you think about, if you think of yourself as a part of Grace Church, if, you, if somebody asks you, hey, what church do you go to? You say, I, I go to Grace, right? I go to Grace, All right? If you think of yourself as a part of Grace Church, the Bible would stop and say, you need to think of that in a very serious way. That doesn't mean that I show up and go to services there. What that means is that God has called me to be a part of a spiritual entity, right? A church is not a religious institution because the church isn't created by man. It's ordained by God. God created the church. Mankind didn't create the church. So we're not a religious institution. We're a spiritual entity. And the Bible just said, if you're a part of that spiritual entity, that body, 
It's because Jesus wanted you to be. He formed you together into this local church. Now, why would God do that? He would do that because he wants to accomplish something through his church. And we, the individual parts of the, of the whole, are brought together to accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. That's what I mean. I can't, I can't do it. What do I have to do with it? I'm just playing a part in it. That all the staff, they can't do it. All the elders, all life group, if that's all there was, we can't do it. It's, it's not how it works. We just play a part. It's the part we've been assigned. But all of us together can do it, have done it, and I believe God wants us to continue to do it. Now, this is what you'll find. A lot of times when you talk about a church, in fact, I was just talking to someone out in the, in the parking lot in between services, and they, they were talking about a church that they were once a part of. And a lot of times, this is what they, this is in essence what they were saying to me. A lot of times when people talk about a church, when a pastor talks about a church, and he talks about the people of the church, it's this mindset. There's the pastor, and then there's the people, and the people's job is to sit and show up and listen to the pastor talk, and then finance what the pastor wants to do. And I want you to know that I have always and continue to hate that mindset. That has never been what's driven Grace Church, ever. You are not giving units. You are not attendance figures. You are a part of the body of Christ that God has drawn together for us to accomplish something. This is very, very important, right? If 50 new people come to some churches, a pastor might say, ooh, we got 50 new people that came to the church. When 50 new people come to Grace, I'm like, we got 50 new people that came to church. Where are we going to set them, right? It's a different set of problems. Your giving, your financial giving, is not between you and me. It's between you and God, right? You are not the financial provider for Grace Church. God is the financial provider for Grace Church, And your giving is an act of obedience to God. It's not an act of compliance with Jeff. If you don't want to give, don't. I don't care. But you you just have to work that out with God. So your role isn't to throw money in the basket, and your role isn't to show up and listen to me talk, right? If you think of your role at church that way, then I would encourage you to sit at home and listen to it on the internet, right? It's easier, and you can do it like in your boxer shorts, right? And I just keep your money because it's not, it's not advancing you spiritually anyways. The role that you have is the same role that I have. We're a part of the same thing. And we're responding to the mission, the vision, the calling that God has placed on us, not on me, okay? Now, if you want to tie your finances into that and give to God through grace, you know, if you trust us, you know how it's going to be invested. If you don't trust us, then don't give it to us. Give it to somebody else that you trust. That's your act of worship to God, not your act of worship to Grace Church, right? But if you want to join arms, if you say, I believe God's called me here, then I would say, fantastic, we're here to accomplish something together for God, Now, that mindset, which I believe is straight out of the Bible, causes us to view all of us differently. 
So we talk about this a lot in 101. It might sound familiar to you, but I just want to remind us that this is what we're a part of. So we say this, because of all that, we think of each other differently. So we say this, we believe that every body part is to be a minister. Everybody parts to be a minister. I'm not the minister of Grace Church, I'm the pastor. I, I'm, the, I'm the lead elder, that's who I am. I'm a part of a team, I'm not the minister. I do ministry, but we are the ministers of Grace Church. Coming to church, being a part of a church is not coming and sitting. Being a part of a church is coming and giving our lives to each other and to the world around us. We are the physical representation of Christ on earth. We invest for the lost. We support each other. We love and help those around us. Not just me, I'll do it too, but we do that together. And if you're a part of Grace Church, it, according to the scripture, it would only make sense that you would be serving and working in that way. Now we go on and we say this, because we believe what God says about the church here, we believe that every task is important. We believe that every task is important. There are things that go together, and all these tasks equal the sum total of a whole. They, they equal the ministry of the church, right? And each of these tasks has to be done. D did you know that we don't have magic coffee fairies? Did you know that? That human beings show up and brew the coffee? Did you know that we don't have magic parking lot fairies? That the cones just don't move? Human beings go out in the middle of winter and, and do that? Did you know like when we do a video or we run cameras or sound, like that video that we just showed, we didn't pray about that and the Holy Spirit produced it and landed it on our desk in a thumb drive for the weekend services, right? People do those things. We do those things because we love Jesus. We do those things because we love each other. But a lot of times, it, ministry turns into a set of tasks. The children need to be taught. The, the, the classes need to be, care needs to be given. Outreach needs to be done. Every part of that is important in the life of the church. And when people are serving and being responsible, it feels like the place runs itself but nothing could be further from the truth. Every task is important. The third thing we say is that everyone excels in some area. There is something that you are phenomenal at, you are good at. Who made you good at that? God did, God did. Now you may have expanded upon it with an education or with an experience or practice, but ultimately, who gave you that hardwiring to make you good at what you do? Well, God did that, right? You have a set of skills. Some of you are great with computers. Some of you are good in business. Some of you can sing. Some of you cannot, right? So, some, of us, some of us can stand on a stage and we can just talk all night long and not think anything about it. Some of us would be petrified to do this. How did we become these things? Ultimately, God knitted us together in our mother's womb and caused our kind of a, a hard drive to be in us. Some of us are great working with kids. Some of us are great hanging out with teenagers. Some of us are great teachers. Some of us are great servants. Some of us can build things with our hands. It, it always blows me away, the wonder of how God creates us. Now, why did God give you those skills? 
Did he give us these skills so we could get rich? Did he give us these skills so that, so that we could get egos? Or did he give us these skills so that we could build the kingdom of God and advance the gospel of Jesus? So we take these things and we bring them and we give them to each other. The church, see, functions as a unit. We take those skills and we connect with people or we do a task or we fix something or we advance something. And as we do that together, the vision, the mission, and the purpose that Jesus sets before us is accomplished as he gathers the body to do what he's called his body to do. The last thing that we say is this, because all of this is true, every member is a contributor. Every member is a contributor. Whether you're contributing your time, right, because doing stuff takes time, energy, Sometimes we, we, if you're leading a, a small group or teaching a class or working with kids, it, it's, you've got to invest your energy. Our finances, this is where the money comes. We, it's just a grown-up thing. Like we, all, we all know that doing stuff takes money, so we contribute those things. And we do that to function as a whole. And as the body of Christ does that, as we, as we minister together, as we do the work of the ministry together, as we bring our, our skills and our uniquenesses and we give it to each other, as we contribute our time, our talent, and our treasure, and we, we cause these things to happen, what happens then is this. The church of Jesus Christ advances. It reaches. The gospel is made clear and accessible. The good news of Jesus is proclaimed. The love of Jesus is shown in tangible ways. The work of Jesus is accomplished. Guys, nowhere in the Bible, anywhere, will you find that my job at church is to show up and listen. Nowhere in the Bible will you find that my job at church is to show up and throw 50 bucks in the basket. It's not there. We've dumbed it down to that. And when you function like that in church, it robs you of all the amazing thing God, God wants to give you. Why are you at grace? Ultimately, you're here because God looks and says, I have a vision and a mission for Grace Church, and I cannot do what I'm setting out to do unless you, 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 and you are a part of that body. Grace must have you owning that vision and mission in order for us to do what God has called us to do. And by the way, you must have us in order for you to do what God has called you to do, and that's how the church works. I share my life with you, you share your life with me, and together we accomplish something greater than you or I could ever ask or imagine or ever accomplish on our own. My my greatest concern always is that we forget this. Now listen, I'm not, I am not the least bit frustrated. I am not the, I'm not the least bit upset, I, nothing like that. I'm just always a little bit paranoid that as we move forward, we take for granted that God, God will just, that just happens. You know, that just takes care of itself. And it actually doesn't. 15 years ago, a group of 140 people 
had literally this exact same talk from me and they owned it and it starts advancing the church. Uh, eight years ago, a group of people had this exact same talk from me and they built this building because the biggest need at that time was money. The room you're sitting in is from people who own this. The kids, the youth, all this, it doesn't just happen by magic. It happens because it goes from the church to me. I am the church. I am the body, and God has drawn me here, and I want to own this vision. I want what God's doing through his church to be the highlight of my life. I want to give myself to the Lord through the local church. I want to be a part of propagating the gospel and making it clear and accessible. And it's been done for us. It's literally how the gospel has moved from Jerusalem all the way to Akron, Ohio. It's been done for us. And it's our leg of the race. It's our leg of the race. This is is how we function. And by the way, as long as we're under my watch, it's how we're going to keep functioning. We're going to keep pressing forward. We're going to keep taking the gospel to the lost. We're going to keep multiplying out. And every time we do that, it's going to create vacuums. Every time a vacuum's created, there's a need for ownership. And as you own, as I own and fill in, it allows us to do it again and again and again and again. And it's literally the model in the Bible. It's the biblical model of how the church works and what the church is to do. I love that this is our mindset I love that, that when, when we think about pushing out, that this makes, this makes sense to you guys and you're willing to get behind it. You have no idea how many pastor friends I have who are so jealous of me because they're like, I wish I had your church. I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Because we, we have bit on this thing and God has done great, great, great things. And here we are again. Here we are again. And this fall, we're going we're gonna to do it again, see? And Barberton's coming, and we're going to do it again. And then there's a bunch of other stuff into the future, and we're going to keep having this talk. And if we, the church, see, if we give ourselves to Jesus, what God can do through us is literally beyond anything we can ask or imagine. I'm excited. I'm grateful And I'm thrilled that God lets us do this and to do it together. I'm going to pray for us. And then after I pray, we're going to to dismiss kind of early this weekend. I encourage you to go out, hit those booths, connect, check things out, get the kids tied in, and uh, let's do this. And we'll have a fantastic year together. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much that we get to dream dreams. Lord, I love that. I love that as a church, the things we work on are our dreams. I thank you for our unity. I thank you for your supply. I thank you for the opportunities that you give us. God, help us to be humbled by that, to never take a selfish pride in it, and to never take it for granted. But God, help us to be people who are always looking for where you are moving and then seek to join you and participate with you. God, continue to give us a great harvest. Continue to give us the opportunity to love and to uh, to connect with the lost. 
Give us an unusual love for each other, Lord. Like you say, we're to be known for that. And God, continue to use us as a platform to advance your kingdom and to proclaim your gospel. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for inviting us into this vision and mission with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. You can stand together. Put your connection cards and your giving in the tubes as you go out the door. And go hang out at the booths. We'll see you outside.